Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. A horse! Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. We got it. We can't say that one. We got it. We're professionals. We know where the line is. Eh, what a dumb show. Turn your radio off. Why are you listening to this? Yeah, honestly. Turn this off. People around the city just rolling. They had their windows down. They're like, nope. You're going to pay $200 to hang out with us? (laughs) Idiots. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Thursday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a jam-packed, oh. big show. Oh, what a show. We have Bone of Education. Oh, that's that's nothing. I mean, I've got something, but... Well, what are you going to teach us about? Well, we're going to learn about the James Webb Space Telescope. As I like to call it, the JWST. That is the, uh, you know, the the picture that everyone's been freaking out about? There's, a couple, there's a couple pictures. Yeah, yes, there is. That's right. But anyway... All those pictures that are coming back are from this telescope. So I figured, let's learn a little bit about the telescope. Why is it getting these pictures? Why is it good? Why is everyone freaking out about it? And how expensive was it? It was very expensive, but worth it, I believe. Anyway, we'll talk all about that coming up at 4 o'clock. Our good buddy Jeff Rimmer is going to join us at 434. Hey! Television what? voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. Why are we talking to Rimmer in the offseason for the Blue Jackets? Was there any bit of news I don't know. in the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so? And it's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. So when last we left you... Oh, man. Uh, free agency started up in the NHL yesterday at noon, and we had heard some rumblings during the show yesterday that the Jackets had offered Johnny Goudreau a contract. And the reports that we heard is that it was around $12.5 million a year. And, you know, we said, oh, well, all right, well, if the Jackets are going to offer, you have to overpay for a guy like that. We understand it. They still have no chance of getting him. Oh, like, yeah. We I were home last night. And- completely in doubt. We, d- we doubted everything. Everybody doubted that that was even in play for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I got a text from uh, a buddy of mine when I was eating dinner that just said Johnny Hockey. Mm. And I had no idea what the hell... I mean, I, I knew what he was referring you knew, to. Yeah, you knew who Johnny like, Hockey what, what, what does that mean? Signed with Devils? Yeah, right. You know, why, we, would you, why would you text me about that? So I just sort of brushed it off. A couple minutes go by. I get another text. S- different guy. Same text. It's Johnny, Johnny Hockey. Hockey. No context <laughs> attached to it. And so then I excused myself and got up and looked at the computer and saw the news mm. that the Jackets have agreed to a contract. Seven years, $68.25 million. AAV of $9.75 million with Johnny Goudreau. This is, uh, look, 
everybody yesterday was trying to, last night rather, I should say on Twitter, I saw a lot of trying to contextualize this, trying to put this in its proper place, trying to figure out how big of a deal is this. And again, if you don't follow hockey, I get it. That's a you're seeing everybody freak out about this. You're going, well, what does this mean? Is this is this like Artemi Panarin big? Artemi Panarin was a trade. It was a trade. Yeah. Right. You're not. You're not. You're not getting that guy on the open market. At least we didn't think. And look what happened. Artemi Panarin left. The second he got a chance to, he got out of here. And so that's been the perception around this team is, oh yeah, you might be able to pull a trade off. But the biggest like free agent they've brought in that I can recall is the Nathan Horton deal. Yeah, and look how that, and how worked, that out. worked out. And terrible, horrible. I hate to even bring his name up, unfortunately, because I don't want to a rub salt in the wound there with that whole situation, and I don't want to insinuate that's what's going to happen here. But folks, there's no comparison in Blue Jackets hockey to what just happened last night. There is not no. a comparison to this. It is the biggest singular player development that we've ever seen with the Columbus Blue Jackets, without question. From a free agent standpoint, no question about it. No question. I mean, this team's made some big trades in the past, but, you know, free agency, this is it. This is the pinnacle. And I put this on Twitter last night. I got the month wrong because I'm stupid. I said, look, championships are not won on, I said, June 13th. It was July 13th. Yeah. But, man, it's, it's, it's still really fun when your team does a thing. And they did it last night. And if you're one of these people puffing out your chest today, saying, I told you so, it was going to happen, then you're stupid. (laughs) Then you're stupid and you're just lying to yourself. Because you know who didn't think it was going to happen? Yarmo. And I'll give Yarmo this much credit. He pretty much said as much. He said he was shocked by this development. They they put in the offer because that's what you do. Any team that has cap space should be going after the number one free agent in the class. And so he put together an offer. He sent it off to Goudreau's agent. He wasn't expecting to hear anything. The next thing he knows, he's getting communication from their side saying, you know what? We like you. We think we're interested in you. And then all of a sudden, Yarbo had to put clothes on. Right, and so I'm just naked. I, got, I better put some clothes on and get on a Zoom and try and close this deal. He had no idea this was going to happen. This was no grand plan. Oh, there was. I, look, I would like to believe, and I and I, I yeah, I don't know to what level Yarmo is just playing coy with the media. I don't know to what Yarmo doesn't play coy. I don't. He yes. tells you what he thinks. You'll listen here. I don't even know the meaning of coy, other than I put them in a pond. With here's, here's how I know there was really no legs to this. Did you you watch the media availability? Oh today. yeah, right. So after you know Johnny did his thing and Yarmo did his thing, Brad Larson comes up there, and Brad Larson's taking questions. And the first question was to Brad Larson: Hey, uh, you know, well, can you let us know some of the contact you've had with Johnny and if you talk to him and all this? And Brad Larson, the head coach of the hockey team, said, "Haven't even said hello to him." Haven't had a conversation with him. <laughs> if this were in the works for a long time, wouldn't you think that would be something that you would do? Pick up the phone and talk to the head coach? There was no time even for that. Well, right. And and I'm guessing part of that is, to be fair, I mean, you're not allowed to reach out and make contact. I'm, I'm sure they have tampering rules, things you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to just... Called the guy who's currently under contract. When was the deadline that he came out of contract? Tuesday night at midnight, right? 
I think that was just so like yesterday is when free agency opened, right? The day before, he's still technically under contract. But they could have talked yesterday. They could have had a meeting today in Columbus. I mean, if you've not watched like free agency in sports, this is how this usually goes. Guy of Johnny Grudero's talents, when he's available, that guy is able to sit there and on the first day of free agency do absolutely nothing. That guy is fully allowed to say, all right, who's interested? Well, I see we've got offers from Philadelphia. I'm from that area, from New Jersey, Philadelphia area. Okay. Devils are interested. Flyers are interested. Islanders want me. Jackets want me. Okay. They've got their offers. They all seem to meet some criteria that I have. Let's schedule some meetings. Let's go flying to each city. I want to, you know, chat with whoever's relevant there. He could have done all of that, right? He didn't. He did. He chose not to. He chose to instead say Columbus, Ohio came in. Perfect. That's where I want to be. I love the cannon there. Like I, it makes me poop a little, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> right. I am thrilled that this happened. Oh, I, I'm thrilled. This I, I'm is thrilled beyond. Too. Like this is beyond exciting. This is beyond ridiculous. This. Not, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying it's beyond ridiculous because. Columbus, Ohio sucks. No, I don't think Columbus, no. Ohio sucks at it's all. It's beyond ridiculous because this is one of the biggest free agent surprises of the last 25 years. There was nobody that was calling this. Nobody. No. Well, You've got guys paying thing, millions of dollars to predict what's going to happen. None of them had this on the radar. The only guy that even came close was, I forget who the reporter was yesterday, that had the Jackets have put in an offer, but then his offer that was we talked off. about, well, and I think I know why. Because he had said the Jackets put in an offer like north of $12 million a year, something like that. And so I'm guessing this reporter, who I want to say is, uh, you know, plugged in, you know, knows the hockey landscape pretty well from what I understand. That reporter had uh, listed there probably something solid from a source in Calgary that said, we made him, we made him this offer that's worth $80 million. You know, we made him this eight years, $10 million a year. We made this offer. He's got $80 million on the table. And so then when he hears, he chose not to re-sign with Calgary, and then he probably heard from someone else, Columbus is in play out of nowhere. I didn't expect that, but off the record, you should know Columbus is in play. They, they must be overpaying. Right, and I'm sure he probably drew the conclusion that many people in hockey would to say, well, if he turned down Calgary, it's got to be because he wants to get the most money he can out of a deal. Columbus has got to be in the you know, ten to twelve million a year range. They've got to be beyond what Calgary was offering, and then you find out no, it's actually similar to or less. He, than, he left money on the table. Yeah, could have made more money in of, Calgary. Upwards of seventeen million dollars potentially left on the table by Johnny Goudreau to come to Columbus. This to me is a like pivotal moment in Columbus pro sports. You have now landed a gigantic free agent. That is, I mean, again, Panarin is perhaps the best pure skill player we've ever had in Columbus in the in a Blue Jackets uniform, right? It's I mean, as far as being able to put the puck in the neck, obviously Rick Nash means a lot more to what this organization is from a historic standpoint, all that. Artemi Panera may be the best pure skill player we've ever had. That is now in question. Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Goudreau is, is by all accounts as good or better than anything Artemi Panarin's done. In my mind, he's better. So you can argue that point. We can discuss that point. There's a million stats I could give you to quantify this, which we will, I'm sure, do throughout this show, but make no bones about it. This is the biggest, one of the biggest days in Columbus pro sports history. Oh, it is. Definitely. Right here. Definitely. And uh, there's there's no way to spin this into the negative. Trust me, if there is, I'll try. 
because that's what I do. <laughs> sure. But there's, uh, there's no way. There's no way to look at this as a Blue Jacket fan and not be thrilled. Yes, they have to work out some, some other salary on this team. Yes, they still have to work out a long-term deal for Line A, which they say they still want to do, and I believe them. But we knew this going into the offseason, and it was going to be the case whether you know Goudreau comes here or not, just because they had too many forwards and they wanted to clear up some space anyway. A guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand is probably going to get moved. A guy like Gus Nyquist is probably going to get moved. You know, you've got to make room for some of the younger guys to get more consistent playing time on this team. We get it. You know, a guy like Voracek, he's expensive. Is he going to be moved? I don't know. I don't know what what his value is out there. I know that he had value on this team last year. I know that you stick him in the middle on a line A and Johnny Hockey line, and maybe that's terrific. But there are still question marks about this team. These are good questions, though, you have to figure out when you acquire a talent like this. Oh, we I, and I think we could spend a decent amount of time today talking about some of these questions and where things go next and what does this mean for this team. I think we get into all of that. We will, we will. And this is just the first segment, but you know, there's something else I want to touch on coming up next because it's a it's a narrative that a lot of self-loathing Blue Jacket fans, and I am one a lot of the times, but it's something that they say and it pisses me off. And this news today, yesterday, whatever, just blows this narrative up. And we'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on Tremont Road south of Kenny Road. Please be careful as they get things cleaned up. About a 10-minute slowdown is expected. And more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute backup. Starving Report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build meditation apps or feed the planet. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Johnny Goudreau signs a deal, seven years, $68 million with the Blue Jackets, shocking the hockey world. I got a kick out of reading some of the comments on social media when this story broke, and nobody could believe it. Here's something that bothers me, though. And we've talked about this before, and I think it's appropriate to talk about it now. Anytime something happened where someone didn't want to stick around, there is a certain segment of the population, the Blue Jackets population, that would look and see, well, it's city of Columbus. Why would they want to stay here? The city's bad. Mm. Can't can't draw top talent. Yeah, and, I mean, like it's it's how dare anybody expect this organization to keep top talent? Their their hands are tied behind their backs. Right. Is almost the attitude you get. The sometimes. city's so terrible. I mean, it's a miracle that we even have a team. We should just get on our knees and thank God. 
That we have a team. That we have You're a right. team. How dare you question you know, what they're doing on the ice? Anyway, that drives me crazy. It drives you crazy. Not just because we choose to live and work here, and so do two million other people in central Ohio, but because it's not true. That's the thing that bothers me. Yeah, there are plenty of you know, horrible places in this country that people probably don't want to live. But when the Blue Jackets can't keep talent, when they can't put a consistent product on the field, that's because of their failings as an organization, not because this city isn't a desirable place to live. Look at Calgary today. You know, do you think the people in Calgary are sitting around saying, man, Johnny Goudreau left. Calgary sucks. This place sucks. Nobody wants to come here. We're going to move. It's terrible. Cold and mountains. And no one wants to come here. You know You know what they're saying today? Johnny Goudreau didn't come to Calgary. Man, that guy sucks. Yeah. You don't want to come here? That's his loss. They have pride in their city. Yeah, as they should. And, yeah, and, and, by and the we way, should too. Well, that's that's it, man. I, I have never felt like I have to apologize for living in Columbus. I've never felt like I have to apologize for... Being a fan of the Blue Jackets, I've never felt like I have to apologize for being from the Midwest or any of that stuff, right? And th- this is, there is a lot of identity stuff that gets tied up into watching a sports team, right? Because sports team's local, you meet other fans who have similar interests to yourself, and then you feel like a camaraderie as you should. That's kind of why we all like sports, at least I think so. But then when the moment comes where someone says, I don't want to be here, Yeah, I I get it, right? Not every single person on earth is built like me or you. Not every single person on earth likes the things that you like or I like or Panama Ted likes. You know, there's just different things we all like. So is our, is our Temi Panarin want to play in Columbus for the rest of his career? I apparently not, right? Apparently he had other ideas. Sergey Bobrovsky played here for a long time. Will be a number put up in the rafters when it's all said and done. Is Sergey Bobrovsky? Did he want to finish the his city career? of Columbus was not the issue. No. With Bob. That's kind of my point. Like I think it is in very interesting on at least a small level that Johnny Goudreau is from the New Jersey area, correct? Like yeah. outside of Philadelphia, kind of that region, which again, I I have relatives who are from New Jersey like you can be from parts of New Jersey where I identify with New York City. You can he be parts- identifies with Philly. Right. Philly's kind that of was where a, he that was his favorite from. team growing up. Flyers. There was a time where this organization, despite being quite successful the last few years, had trouble getting guys to want to stay here, commit here long term, that sort of thing. I mean, it's been a thing for 20 years, but even recently when they started looking like they've got some potential, some of the guys who were the biggest parts of that success said, nope, get me out of there. I don't want to be there. Now you got a guy who is the hottest commodity on the free agent market who is looking at the offers. Apparently Philadelphia was one of those teams. Now they are saying today they couldn't clear the cap space to make it happen. I call BS on that. Finish your thought and then I'll tell you why that's BS. Maybe that's the case. I don't know, but you're right. I think there's some BS to that too. But is it any coincidence that he looked at around and I know he says, I, I didn't talk. They didn't talk to, you know, Brad Larson. They didn't have all these conversations, but you tell me there's not any coincidence that, the guy who's now coaching in Philadelphia, who's kind of known for being a little bit restrictive on offensive talent, didn't end up getting the guy who's from the area who might have wanted to go and play at a legendary franchise. I don't know. Maybe that's not his reason at all. Maybe it has nothing to do with any of that. But 
for years when we would say things like that, people said, oh, how dare you? Don't you know they don't have garages in Columbus? That's why Artemi Panarin left. He wanted to go to New York and get a garage or some BS like that. No, it might just be that sometimes there are things in the organization, be it management styles, be it playing styles, be it whatever, that don't jive with a player and the city is not the problem. And today we can at least say, we know it ain't Columbus the that's city, the problem. The city was never the problem. The I city, don't think so. The organization's been the problem. Uh, that's true. And I don't mean to put that all on one guy. Not, I'm not saying no, it's I'm all not on saying it's about one guy. It's also about the front office recognizing and going out and getting guys who want to be committed here long term. Not, well, we'll get them in the building and then change their mind. Shame on you. That's your job. Well, yeah. Your job right. is to know who wants to be here long term. All right. Not just to get them in and then try and, you know, hypnotize them for a couple of years so they stay. That was the problem is that they thought too much of themselves. They thought, well, we're such good salesmen. We'll get these people in the want to stay. And in a couple of those situations, I'm glad they didn't stay. Right. Sure. It, it works out in hindsight. But to your point about the Flyers, I have no inside info on this, but I'm going to tell you how it went down in my own little head, at least. OK. There is no reason why. Johnny Goudreau had to sign a deal day one, a free agency. Nope. All right, there's no reason why. The Flyers came out and said, wow, we just, you know, we can't make it work from a cap perspective. B.S. If Johnny Goudreau's people call up the Philadelphia Flyers and they say, hey, uh, we want to sign a deal with you. Here's what it's going to take to get us there. We know you have to clear some, some room on your roster, move some money around. So we'll wait around for a week while you do that. We'll hang up and listen for your answer. The Flyers would have said, oh, yes, sir. Sounds great. Right. We'll do that. And then they'll start making calls around the league and moving money around. So they have the cap flexibility to sign a guy like Johnny Goudreau. That did not happen. Let me tell you what did happen. Flyers called up and said, hey, how you doing? You're from here. You love us. We love you. Come on down. Let's make a deal. Johnny Goudreau said, sorry, I don't like your head coach and hung up the phone. <laughs> Probably. Right. I, mean, I, I have that could be it. I, don't I know. have no inside info. I'm just telling you how it is. That's how it went down in my own brain. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't doubt that. That's at least a possibility. What I know is this: to your point, if the Islanders or the Flyers or the Devils, if he said identified them as, I've got to go play at. Name your team. They would make it happen. And they that would was move made the known, money around. Right. If that was made known to that team, they would have done it. Right? He didn't have to sign a contract today. No. He could have waited around a little bit. Waited until everybody decided what they wanted to do. Try to move some things. Yeah. I, I know you got to settle up your cap, but as long as you tell them your intention, your intention to sign with them and give them an objective, that yeah. too, give them an objective to move some money around, they will make it happen. I, I am not willing to accept because i saw i saw this today there's there's been a lot of this right i'll name one guy who tweeted something like this sid cicero i guess i'm not sure if i'm saying his name correctly and i don't quite frankly care uh toronto media guy go figure he tweets out johnny goudreau wasn't cut out for a market like calgary high expectations hockey mad city he wanted it easy the flames will recover and move on He's not leading anyone to a Stanley Cup anytime soon. See, now that's the narrative that's going to come out about him is because he chose Columbus. Oh, Johnny Goudreau doesn't want to play hockey. Well, maybe, maybe, right? Maybe this guy just doesn't care. A guy who's got a point of game in over 600 NHL games. Maybe this guy just doesn't love hockey, just wants to go out there and phone it in every night. Or maybe he looked at some of these other teams and said, 
I don't, for whatever reason, right, maybe he didn't want to actually be that close to, you know, where he's from. Maybe he just didn't like organizationally what they were doing. Maybe he's got a beef with a, a head coach or something. I don't know. But whatever it was, what enough for him to want to go there. And I, and I don't think for a second that because he's not playing in a Canadian city that cares a lot about hockey, because this city cares a lot about hockey, which is not in Canada, I don't think that really matters when it comes to winning Stanley Cups. Johnny Goudreau wasn't born the last time a Canadian city hoisted a Stanley Cup. So you can spare me this whole idea that he left Canada because he's scared to try to compete. That's BS. He went somewhere where he thinks there might be a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Toronto thinks the entire hockey world exists in their country. But what's hilarious is that even though the NHL headquarters are in Toronto, they wouldn't be surviving without that American television deal. They would be a shell of what they are without and, us. And you're right. And never forget that, by the way. Columbus is a big deal, even with it not being the biggest media market. We're a big deal for all those Canadian hockey teams. If they didn't have us, this league would not be the same. All right, more conversation about this coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the three right lanes of 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. Traffic is stop and go from Route 315 in this area. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene and plan about a 20-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or stop by the career fair at Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Off topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Thursday. It's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Common Man and T Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on the fan. Johnny Goudreau signs a deal with the Blue Jackets. Seven years, $68.25 million. One of the biggest free agent surprises ever. Nobody predicted this. Yarmo had no idea this was coming. He submitted his offer, didn't think much of it, then got you know contact from Goudreau's agent saying, hey, you guys, we like you. Okay, well, come on down. Sounds good to me. Right. This, this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, last night, I'm sitting there, I'm on my phone, you know, because I get home, talk to the family for a little bit and then everybody starts getting up and doing things and I'm just, you know, because I'm a mindless Twitter scroller and sometimes when I have a spare couple minutes, I pop open Twitter just to see what happened. And then I see all these tweets just going nuts about Johnny Hockey and I'm like, oh, where'd he go? And then I see it's Blue Jackets and I'm like, well, this... and I saw Elliot Friedman and I'm like, well, that's that's got to be, that's not right. This has got to be, I don't know. Some, some, what is Balsack Sports or whatever that always gets those fake quotes on ESPN? I thought it was one of those. Thought someone had like mimicked his Twitter handle, didn't believe that was real. And so then I'm scrolling and I see this is legit. This happened. And I'm, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I saw this. 
And then I start doing the math on it and thinking, hold on a second, how how are they going to make all this work, right? Because I know the Jackets have a lot of cap room. They have more cap room than almost anybody in the NHL. They do not have a limitless amount of cap no. room. And so if you're going to sign Line A as well, which, I mean, fingers crossed, that's what we're all... I've got to believe he did this quickly, Mike, like you talked about. He didn't have to make this decision right away. He could have held out you know, for a few days and visited a few places and talked some things over. He apparently was very clear that he wanted to come to Columbus for a number of reasons, some of which include he likes it here. His wife seems like she is very interested in being here. Why is that hard to believe, by the way? It's not. That that he likes it here and, you know, she's going to have, they're going to have a baby in September. First kid for both of them. And they want to come here and play hockey and raise the new family. Yeah. Which is why a lot of us stick around here. Look, I tooted my own horn yesterday. I won't do it again today. But, you know, we've, we've had opportunities to go elsewhere. Sure. Right? Go to, quote-unquote, bigger markets, do national things. You and I have both decided to stay here. Yep. We like it here. Not because Platinum Fox makes us rich, but (laughs) because we like the area, we like the job, we like the people, we like the fact that I don't have to battle on a train for an hour and a half to get to my job. I can live on the outskirts of the city and get in here in half an hour with not an issue. Why would that not be attractive to somebody else, too, who wants to come here and play hockey for a living? Sure. I think that's a, an extraordinarily important thing. And and I, I guess when I look at all this, right, the, the hope that I have is that Line A can get his deal done. And then that's partially why I said I think Johnny Goudreau must have worked to try to get this done quickly. Was well, sure, they were confident in where they wanted to go. But if you're confident in where you want to go and you call up the Jackets and are like, hey, man, he's interested. He really wants to be here. I'm guessing at least part of why he wants to come here is because he looks at Patrick Line and says, this dude can, I mean, he and I could have a great partnership on this top line. I mean, my God, Jake Voracek came within three assists of setting the franchise record this year. And this is no disrespect to Jake Voracek. He's a great player, and I wish he would have been able to spend more of his years here instead of Philadelphia. Loved him as a Jackets player. But he is not in the peak of his career. No. Okay? And he still came within three assists of setting the number for this franchise, which was set by Artemi Panarin. Johnny Goudreau had, what, 74 assists this year? (laughs) Like, our number's 59 for the franchise record. Dude had 115 points this year. I was going to say, couple that with 40 goals. Jackets have never had a guy break 90 points. We've never had a guy go over 90 points in a season. The narrative that I hear today, though, is that, wow, he only only does that because he was playing with so much talent up in Calgary. Oh, sure. It's going to be a different story when he plays down here. Okay. All right. But again, I just want to point out, like, the player that Patrick Laine is... And, and of course, the player that Jake Voracek is, too. I'm not ripping this dude. I'm saying Voracek came that close to setting a franchise record in not his prime while playing with Patrick Laine. There is a good chance Johnny Goudreau said, oh, wait a second, I could be playing with Patrick Laine, and he could be playing with me, and the amount of offense that this line could generate could be really, really something. And then, of course, if he didn't want to be in Calgary, didn't want to be up in Canada, wanted to be back in the States, wanted to be closer to family, all that stuff, well, where are you going to go? Looking at all these different places, if you want to go to Columbus, it makes sense to get this done quickly so that then the Jackets can go back to Line A and say, hey, now you've seen what we've added here. 
we want to sign you up too. Let's talk numbers and let's get over this hump and let's get this done. And then that way everyone can plan. You have to start. And and of course, Yarmo is aware of this. If you're going to keep Patrick Line in the building for more than a year, you're going to have to clear someone out of here, right? That's probably going to be someone like Bjorkstrand or, I mean, again, Voracek makes a lot of money. I don't know if they want to get rid of him necessarily either, but the point here is that other moves have to be made. Yeah. And Johnny Goudreau knew that and probably thought, well, if I'm going to Columbus, why waste time? But, you know, when we could start making th- th- this just all open, we could, I get signed and then they can go make their moves and hopefully we keep Patrick Line here and then now he's part of that team. And Yarmo said as much today. You know, he said, usually when it comes to free agency, we are very cautious. We tread lightly. We don't like to make rash decisions. But when it came to this decision, we made a rash decision. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we moved as quickly as we could possibly move because we felt like we could not pass this deal up. And he's fully aware that he needs to move some other pieces around to make this work. But it wasn't going to be one of those deals where Johnny Goudreau calls and says, I'm interested. I want to come play for you. And Yarmo says, well, hold on. We got to see what else we can do. We got to move some more pieces around. No, you say yes. We're we're doing we're it doing and we'll this. figure everything else right, out later. And, and we'll figure it out. And they will because they knew they had to move around pieces this offseason anyway because cap restrictions or no cap restrictions. They had a glut of wingers they had to move. Yeah. You had, yeah. To, have, you had to open up space for people. And now you've got, I mean, one of the top wingers in the league coming in. It's like So if you have to move on from a guy, I'm not saying I want to see him leave necessarily, but if you do have to move on from a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand, uh, I th- I think we'd all be okay yeah, with that at the don't. end of the day, right? As much as it would suck to see him go, and he's been a good jacket and all those other things. You're talking about a diminutive winger coming in who can you know make some plays. We've always liked his potential and his you know his output has improved over the years, but there's no comparison to what you're bringing in here. If someone has to go, he seems like it might make sense that it would be him. Don't sell this move short. I have a tendency to do this too, where you look at a situation and say, yeah, it seems good, but. Is it really as good as I think? I get bogged down by that. And I'm telling you, don't do that here. Because this dude's the real deal. No. You know, he had 114 points on the season last year. From December 31st on, nobody in the National Hockey League scored more points. No one. Than Johnny Goudreau. Nobody. Not Connor McDavid. Not Austin Matthews. Nobody. And it pisses the Canadian hockey media off. That he didn't just bow down at the altar at one of these traditional hockey markets. Quote, unquote, traditional Canadian hockey markets. They can't understand why. Yeah. I understand why. This is a guy, too, for whatever this is worth. Like, this is a guy who has played in over 40 playoff games. Now, that's not the most you could play in in nine years in the league. But it's certainly not like a guy who's never been in a game. Right? I mean, this is a guy who understands playoff hockey to a degree and certainly probably has room to grow in that regard. But in those 42 career playoff games, for what it's worth, he has 33 points, including 11 goals. I mean, it's it's not... He's been a focal point for teams to tee off on and say, we got to stop him, right? But th- I'm saying this is a guy with playoff experience that can bring that as well. So I don't think he came here and he said as much like any player would. Came in here and said, I didn't come here to look at the scenery. I came here to win hockey games. Rightfully so. Jackets have to feel like they've got a very good chance now to be extremely competitive this year and getting back to the playoffs is job number one. And then building from that in the next couple years to try to go host ho- that to hoist some hardware. You got to at some point capitalize on what you've now brought in. 
Uh, you will hear from Johnny Hockey. You will hear from Yarmo coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident blocking the two right lanes of 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. Traffic is stop and go from Route 315 in this area. Please keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene and plan about a 15-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on a pot of strawberries or six-ounce raspberries or blackberries. Just $1.49 now through July 19th. Get real. And we had a ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Thursday. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at manandbone971. Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Hockey signs a seven-year, $68.25 million deal with your Columbus Blue Jackets. They had press availability today. Here is Yarmo. Exciting day for the uh, the Blue Jackets organization. That's That goes without saying, and I can't emphasize that enough, but I think it's a great day for the city of Columbus as well. And, uh, you know, to uh, get a player of this caliber is going to make us instantly better and make players better around them, which is... Um, Really important in, in the culture of a hockey team that you have players that lead by example, and, and um, you know he's done it throughout his career, and and um, we couldn't be happier to have him here. That's as excited as Yarmo gets, by oh, the yeah. way. Um, and he didn't say it exactly like this. We don't have the the exact quote, so I will paraphrase what Yarmo said. He was asked, "Does Johnny Gaudreau make you a playoff team this year?" And Yarmo essentially said, yes, I think he does. Johnny Goudreau was asked the same question. And he said, yeah, I don't see why. Looking at the core of this team, why we can't make the playoffs. And Yarmo also said something that I think some Blue Jacket fans need to remember. He talked about the ultimate goal here. And sometimes I say this and people say, whoa, 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 we're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? No, because the goal, any time... You're establishing a roster. Anytime you're preparing for something, and this team was in, they want to call it reset mode now, fine, whatever. It was rebuild mode. What are you building towards? Are you building towards being another pesky team that gets in seventh or eighth seed and maybe knocks off a team they're not supposed to knock off? No, you are building to win the Stanley Cup. Not to contend, not to be scary, not for people to take you seriously, to win the damn cup. And that's what Yarmo said today. We're here to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I, I Look, man, the, the type of top-end talent you now have on this roster, and again, I'm going to preface all this by saying, assuming Patrick Line A re-signs, you are now talking about a top line, and I'm not saying that it's going to be this way but like if Boone Jenner is centering that line whoever's centering that line like it's already going to be one of the top lines in the league okay that is something that matters come playoff time come seven game series time 
because not only is that going to be improved, your power play's got to be better, and I would think it does get better with this. Like, everything's just going to be better, you would hope, right? But why would you go make this move to then be thrilled to be a seven seed, right? Wouldn't you at that point say, well, we've got, if you can keep line A, we've got one of the top lines in the league. Our, uh, even if you don't keep line A, you've got one of the best players in the league. Now we need to find out what we can do as far as filling in the rest of that roster. And and they made a move last yesterday also getting, you know, Johnny Goudreau's teammate coming in from Calgary. Uh, Good Branson, right? Like right. who's coming in, who's now going to add some defensive toughness. And hopefully that is also something that makes you a better playoff caliber team. Got to get to the playoffs first, but you're signing these guys up not for six months or a year. You're signing him up for four years. Goudreau's going to be here seven years. I mean, these are guys who are going to be here in the time period that you could go win a Stanley Cup. Pro sports are made for the ability to build over three or four years. It should not take you 20 years to find your way to a conference championship, right? It should not no, take you 20 years. and when something like this happens, to, to build to that, it accelerates the timeline. Yeah. I so mean, the, the Jackets are behind schedule as far as I'm concerned with all that. Not not this current group. I mean the organization from day one. Well, of course, it should not have case. taken you all no. this time to just have one playoff series victory and say, well, that's good enough. No. You can expect them to go out and do stuff like this in an offseason. And by the end of this year, I hope they are a playoff team. I hope they make a few more moves. I hope they tweak a few more things. And we get to the point where this team comes together, trade deadline, maybe they go grab a guy, and then they're a playoff caliber team. And maybe they win a couple series now. And then the next year, it's all right, playoffs, and then what? You build off of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's Johnny Goudreau. I want to preface it with this comment because he seems a little irritated here. And it's because it's like the third time he was asked, well, why do you want to come to Columbus? And so he answered the question. I wanted to come here. I mean, this was always a place circled on, you know, on my list. And uh, uh, I'm not really sure about any other players. I don't know. You know, in locker rooms, we're, we're not talking about why people don't want to come to Columbus. It's not a topic um, in the locker room, to be honest with you. But um, I, for me, I just heard so many great things from past former players. And um, it made me feel really comfortable with my decision to come here. Yarmo said this. He said it uh, yesterday, he said it again today. When he hears the narrative that the city of Columbus is a problem and people don't want to come here because of the city, it makes him break out in a rash. <laughs> and it, it bothers me too. And you could tell just by that answer, by Johnny Goudreau's answer. Where he's saying, what are you, he's essentially saying, what are you talking about? It's great here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I always, I liked coming in here. The fans are great every time I come in here. And, you know, my, my wife and I, what do you, what do you think? That him and his wife don't sit around the dinner table and say, hey, honey, when you're a free agent next year, have you thought about where you want to live? You don't think these people are human beings and have discussions like this? That Johnny Goudreau just woke up one day and said, ha, ah, Columbus, that'll be fun. Let's do it. No, I'm sure he talked about it. Where would you like to raise our new kid that's coming into this world? What's a good place to raise a family? Why? We all have those discussions. Why do you assume that professional athletes don't have those discussions? Yeah, I, I think that's entirely reasonable. And by the way, if you're uh, wondering where would he get the idea that Columbus is a good place or why does he think it's a good city? Well, we might have got a little clue on that because I just saw a little post on Twitter from a guy who also used to wear number 13 around here. And I find it to be very interesting, Mike, because, uh, you know, Cam Atkinson still makes his home here. He just tweeted out a photo with Johnny Goudreau in the black 
Escalade that's been driving him around town. And they're like, you know, high-fiving each other. And Cam put a little 13 handshake emoji 13. And Johnny Goudreau is holding up the 13 jersey. And it's like, Cam is like, hey, there you go. Maybe Cam said to him, hey, don't come to Philadelphia. I can't get out, but save yourself. Well, I, I got to deal with Torts 2.0, but you don't have to. I'm just saying, that's very interesting to me that Cam Atkinson and him got a photo today together, right? Like, you wonder where he gets the impression that Columbus is a nice place to live. Could be guys like Cam Atkinson he might have run into over his time of being in hockey who he said, oh, yeah, Cam likes it there. Lots of guys like it there. Maybe I'll like it there. All right, Bone of Education. I want to talk about our guy Cucho coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You'll find traffic is slow on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Delays expected on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And traffic is delayed on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Bone of Education's coming up. I want to talk about Cucho. Would you rather is at 534. Send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. One more thing on uh, Johnny Goudreau. You brought up before we went to break that he was pounding around with Cam Atkinson today. You know, you and I were discussing during the break that Johnny Goudreau was in Eric Robinson's wedding. Yeah. Too. So you're like, wow, why would he want to come here? I don't know. Maybe because he's talking to people and they like it. And he says, I'd like to go spend the next seven years of my life where my buddies tell me it's a good place to live and a good place to play. But let's look at Cam specifically for a second. And I'm sure that the Canadian media would tell me that Cam's a loser by doing this. But Cam Atkinson spent his entire professional career playing here in Columbus. He was then informed that he was going to get traded to the Philadelphia Flyers. He got so pissed off that he sold his house and moved away. Right? right. I'm yeah. selling my house. I'm leaving here. Screw you guys. Which Go by, to Philadelphia. By the way, in the moment... Totally understand. That. I understand it too. I, I probably, I probably sadly would have done the same thing at first. Okay, and then he got to what I'm sure Toronto and the hockey media consider a traditional hockey market. Oh sure, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, that's... then he got to Philadelphia. You would think his eyes would be open, and he would say, "Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe I wasted so much time in Columbus. Thank God I'm here." Thank God I'm here in a traditional hockey city. Did he say that? No, he said, oh my God, what did I do? Let me try and buy my old house back in Columbus so that I can move back there. And he did. Right. He bought the house that he sold so he could move back here. And now he is actively campaigning for guys to come play in Columbus, even though he doesn't play in Columbus anymore. Well, at the very least, right? I mean, he's not shy about 
talking about how much he loves Columbus and this city. The idea that, and I, I again, I like what Johnny Gujarat said, where he's like, we don't sit around and talk about how much we hate Columbus, right? I mean, and that's that's a thing that I think is underrated by all these media members who are like, oh, Columbus sucks, because that's what media members do. They sit around all the time and go, you know what I didn't like? I couldn't get a direct flight out of there. I had to connect. Brr. And so then that to them is like Columbus bad. But they don't spend any time here. They go from their hotel to the building, back to their hotel. They may eat some food, not at the hotel and not at the arena. But otherwise, they're pretty much locked into those two spots. And so they might get a good view of that and say, yeah, it's fine. It's just like another place. Brr. They don't go up to Worthington. And check out like, you know, kind of the old, you know, city that's there. They don't know what it's like to live out on the outskirts of town. They don't know what it's like to quite honestly live downtown, which is also very nice. Like they don't have any clue what it's like to actually live in Columbus, but players do. And players would tell you like, hey, man, I'll tell you what, you don't have to deal with this or that or the other thing. You don't have to live two hours away from the facility to get a nice place. Johnny Gaudreau's not a gamer unless he wants to fight traffic like a lunatic. Right. Like, guys who live... I, I, trust me, man. I have a buddy who works in New York. He has worked at a big-time station in New York for 20 years. I have told him, because every time I talk to him, it's, man, it is so expensive out here. I wish I could afford a nicer place. And he doesn't make bad money. It's just... It's New York. It's so hard to find a place. And I always tell him, like, dude, you came out this way. You could find any number of stations. You could run a cluster of stations with his resume. He could have a big-time job, six figures, have a nice house in the suburbs, wherever he wants he to live. He not want to leave, though, because it's in his blood. And, and, he, I get and that. he says, hey, man, I'm from here. This is where I I'm from. I'm that. never moving. I understand that. But I'm saying in our industry, we do that. We say, hey, man, you could come live out here, and it's super nice, and it's way better than you think. And, and... Once you get over the, and, and again, that guy's never been to Columbus. Johnny Goudreau has been to Columbus plenty of times, right? He's experienced this city probably a little bit more than most of the media guys because he probably does go out. He's got friends who live here. He's probably visited them in the offseason. They've probably spent some time here. So it is not unreasonable to think, perhaps, that he looked at all things considered, not just the chance to win every minute of every game right but he looked at that the organization coaching staff everything and said also i like my quality of life in columbus that's where i want to go what a loser are you want to do cucho now or you want to do bone of education now we can do cucho now and then get to bone of education cucho hernandez update so i'm watching the crew last night cucho gets subbed in yep and he, you know, they scored two goals last night, and he scored both of them. So, Cucho Hernandez has scored the last three goals that this soccer team has scored total. I thought they were going to get three points last night. They should have gotten three points last night. Instead, they settled for the tie. Well, there's a variety of reasons for that, right? Like that. So, just first of all, Cucho Hernandez, as good as advertised good. so far. I'm going to declare him good. Uh, he has not yet. I want <laughs> this stat blows my mind. He has not yet played. 90 total minutes of soccer for the crew okay he has not played in a full game they have subbed him in the last couple times because he's still getting up to fitness because he's been off his team is not playing right now that he came from Watford so he comes in hasn't played even a full game's minutes let alone play an actual 90 minutes in a row and he already is third on the team in goals 
<laughs> he has three goals that has him tied with two other players for third on this team. If he gets two more in the weekend and Derek Etienne doesn't score, he'll be tied for the lead on the team, which Derek Etienne, by the way, had two over the weekend. Very good performances out of him. But this is what the crew have to deal with now. You have got to be able to overcome the fact that you know Cucho Hernandez is good and teams are going to start keying on him. Now all these other guys will have opportunities to hopefully use that to their advantage to get more space and to make more things happen. Last night, what happened sadly at the end of that game was they stand around ball watching and probably should have just tried to keep possession more instead of trying to always just get it to Cucho and try to make something happen. They should have, with that 2-1 to lead, worked harder to just keep the ball and kick it around for the last 10 minutes and just go with that. Instead, they tried to get the third goal and really put it to bed. That ended up biting them. There was a bad no call that should have gone uh, against D.C., but it didn't, and that resulted in a goal for D.C. Our guy got fouled. Jalil Baba got fouled in the box. No call. I don't know how they don't call it. It was reviewed, and they didn't call it. It, it was beyond me how they didn't call this foul. But anyway, Cucho good. Still got a point on the road. Got four points out of your last two road games. Now, hell is real Sunday. Mm. All the action here on the fan. Mm. And by the way, mm. Cincinnati... Mm. They dropped two points last night. They mm. tied in a game they should have won. They are now, the crew in Cincinnati, like a couple points separated. Whoever wins will probably be in a playoff spot after Sunday. Whoever loses will be out of the playoffs in the middle of July. This still we still got months to go to the end of the season, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot on the line come Sunday afternoon in Columbus, and I can't wait to watch it. All right, bone of education. What good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless things? Here, I've redorculated. Open your minds and unzip your pants because it's time for Bone of Education. Sponsored by White Castle. The new 1921 slider is finally here. Try one today, only at White Castle. Bone. Well, man, the James Webb Space Telescope has been making the news as of late. Did you look at any photos yes, from the James they are, Webb Telescope? They look, they're so good, they look fake. Well, yeah. And I'm sure I mean, Kyrie will tell us they are fake. <laughs> well, they, they, NASA does have to take these photos and enhance them so we, as our human eyes, can process well, what course, we're actually seeing. They're infrared photos. Yes. So they, they've, they've added to them so you can kind of appreciate the differences in what they're sensing. But uh, among the things so far we have seen, we have seen the Carina Nebula who I remember when she won the Olympic gold, she was fantastic. Karina, Karina. Nebula? My gal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Southern Ring the Nebula. Breaststroke. That's right. Oh, uh, you were thinking swimming. I was thinking figure skating. Either way, it works. Uh, the Southern Ring Nebula, they also found that. That is a ring of gas and dust expelled by a dying star 2,500 light years from Earth, but that's nothing. They saw Stefan's or Stefan's Quintet. I'm going with Stefan. That is, uh, you know... Four central galaxies that are just 290 million light years from Earth. Stefan Urkel? Yes, that's right. Stefan Urkel. Get it right. And they've also seen a gravitationally lensed view called Webb's First Deep Field, which shows you distant galaxies as far away as 13.1 billion light years away. They believe these galaxies were formed shortly after the formation of the universe. 13.1 billion my brain cannot wrap around that. So here's what this thing does. It more or less allows us to look back in time in real time. I'm not going to say that's time travel, but it's as close as we've got right now. 
So what is this James Webb Space Telescope? Well, it was designed primarily, like you said, to conduct infrared astronomy. It is the largest optical telescope in space. And it, of course, greatly improves infrared resolution and sensitivity. That's why we can view these objects that were previously too old or too distant or too faint for the Hubble Space Telescope. That's obviously the one we've had previously that's been very useful to us. They started researching how to build this thing as far back as 1996. That was when they said, we really need to work on a next generation space telescope. And then they've, you know, kind of gone from there. Obviously, we're in 2022, so it's taken quite a ways to get here. Uh, Total cost in U.S. dollars of over $10 billion to make this happen. And at first I thought, wow, that's a lot of money. And then I realized... The place where we had the Super Bowl cost $4 billion, and all that does is just sit there and let us drink beer and eat hot dogs while watching a football game. So for an extra $6 billion, we're getting to see like the beginnings of the universe. I'd say that's a fair trade. Well, that, uh, that. that proposed ballpark in Oakland for the A's. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like I a $12 mean, it, billion Yeah, it's like $12 billion. Yeah, now, it's just go. not the ballpark. It's retail space. It's, you know... Right. Park space, all that crap. Definitely worth $10 billion is what I'm going to go ahead and say. Now, who is James Webb, the guy the telescope is named after? Well, if you're wondering, he was the administrator of NASA from 1961 to 1968. This was during the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo missions. So, you know, a lot of the missions that we now associate with early modern space travel, that's exactly when he was working there. But a couple things. How far away is this thing, Mike? Are you aware of how far this is from Earth? No. Uh, it is sitting at the Sun-Earth Lagrange point, which is approximately 930,000 miles away from Earth's orbit around the sun. This position allows it to stay out of any of the shade from the sun or the Earth or anything else that would possibly inter- interfere with what it's doing. By comparison, the Hubble telescope is 340 miles away from Earth. This thing is 930,000 miles miles from earth so much further out so we can already get better views the other thing is the temperature this thing has to stay at negative 370 degrees fahrenheit Mm. because it's infrared if you like had a space heater near this thing it wouldn't work because that level of heat would give off so much infrared light but even like the infrared from a fan or you know any type of modern computer that would throw it off So it not only can't be near any of that, it can't even be anywhere close to like below freeze, like zero degrees Fahrenheit. It has to be negative hundreds of degrees before this thing could even turn on to see the infrared light. So just a ridiculous amount of technology. 15 different countries helped build it. It's incredible. The best last place team in the world is upon us. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on East Broad Street at 4th Street. It is causing slowdowns in this area. Please be careful in the meantime. You'll also find a serious accident blocking the right lane of 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Route 315. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed. 
with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Jeff Rimmer and his Yapper Dogs. He will join us coming up at 434. It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Man, I'll tell you. I mean, I know we've talked about it a lot. We will keep talking about it all day. But this this Johnny Hockey thing is huge. And I, I've seen multiple people bring this this to bear, and I think it's right. Like, Cucho Hernandez and Johnny Hockey in the same town coming in, like, within weeks of each other, pretty big deal for pro sports in this town, right? I mean, you're talking an international star in both of these guys. They are well-known across the world if you follow soccer or if you follow hockey. And they both said, yeah, I could go play other places. I'll play in Columbus. Lots of teams would have given Cucho $10 million. Yes, lots of teams across he came here to play. Europe wanted to do that. Yeah, he came here to play. And this guy is banging in goals already. Hopefully he'll get a ton more before his time is done here. I mean, he's here for the next few years, it looks like. And now you've got Johnny Hockey coming in. Johnny Goudreau is coming in to play for Columbus. Like, seeing him put the sweater on today had me in a in a different kind of way, man. I don't know what to tell you. I was I was just all, getting emotional seeing it. Like, I, I don't really buy a lot of jerseys of players. If I buy a jersey, it's usually blank. I just kind of like the team name on the front. Not as big a fan personally. I've having names on the back just because we've seen how it goes in sports. Guys lose that, you know, sometimes they go, they don't play as well or they move on. And now you got this jersey with someone's name on it that feels different than what it did when you bought it. But just Johnny Goudreau deciding to come here makes me want to buy his jersey. Like I rarely feel that way anymore. But the fact that he chose here among other places is special to me. Let's talk more about that with Rimmer coming up in about 10 minutes. The best last place team in the world is upon us. The Baltimore Orioles, who are still in last place in the AL East, let them live. They have won 10 games in a row. They are 45 and 44 on the season. Just two games back of a wild card spot. Of course, Major League Baseball expanded playoffs, and so we got a bunch of teams hovering around 500 competing for a playoff spot, including the Blue Jays just fired their manager. <laughs> Yet, if the season right. ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. Well, that's right. I <laughs> Which is crazy in that standpoint, but also it's something that's done because they're probably looking at it going, yeah, but current trends holding, we're going to be out of a playoff spot because they were on quite the spiral. Yes, I they say. were not. They were not playing good baseball, yeah. and I don't. I don't fault them for a second for trying to make a move. But I was thinking about the Orioles today because they've won ten in a row, and you know where'd this team come from? And we were discussing like reality shows we could put on TV. Maybe the Jonas Brothers can host this show too. Name your Baltimore Orioles. Because I am a guy who <laughs> right. generally follows baseball, and I'm looking at this team today, and I didn't I didn't peek at any rosters. I didn't do any of that. And I said, Trey Mancini. And then I was out. Yeah, right. Trey Mancini, I knew, played for the Orioles, and then I had to look at a roster to find another player on a team that's won 10 games in a row and is knocking on the door of the playoffs. So that's so you couldn't name a position player or pitcher. Like any like No, I'm sure Trey D- Mancini's he's DH, DH, right? right, yeah. So that's who like outside is, of that. I'm trying to think who else could be there. 
Uh, Teddy, can you name another guy without looking at the roster? Chris Davis. No, he's no, not he's there. Gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Tired. I know. I'm Don't they have a British funny. British looking sounding guy who plays Ryan first Mount, base? Ryan Mountcastle. Is that who you're thinking of? Because that, that sounds British to me. Yes, yeah, Mountcastle. Yeah, that's a, right. He's a first baseman. Hey, Ryan Mountcastle, Lord Mountcastle, hitting bombs. That sounds at Camden Yards. That sounds dirty. Ryan Mountcastle. Let him live. By the way, the Queen will be with us one hour from now. And she gives you an update on the first day of the British Open. Oh, so you know, five twenty. You know who's on this team? Rovnet Odor is on this team. All right, let him. Yeah, play. that's uh, I, uh, one of the uh, best punches in baseball. Anyway, Orioles have won ten in a row. Orioles, a end of the story. Let them live. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro football focus used to be, and sadly still is. Something nerds would point to as being the most accurate judgment on who's good and who's not. But they've always been like a flat earther, using circular logic to sound smarter than the room. So keep that in mind as I give you this. Top 10 quarterbacks in college football per pro football focus. Technically per Anthony Triash. All right. From, from well, okay, but... Pro but Football still, Focus yes. tweeted right. this out. So. Oh, no, I'm saying this is his list, but still, he works for them and writes for them, and they value his opinion, and here's what he put out. Right, and maybe you're saying, well, they use science to come up with this list. No, they don't. Science. Look. There you go. No, Enjoy they the science. Didn't. Enjoy this science. This is just one idiot who works for Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Number one, Bryce Young, Alabama. Fine. That's fine. Number two, Caleb Williams, former Oklahoma quarterback who has now transferred to USC. Lots of hype there, Lincoln Riley, whatever, let him live. Okay, number three, and I knew when Teddy printed out this list for me, I knew what number three was going to be before I even read it because Pro Football Focus had a similar list at the end of last season, and it was equally stupid. Number three, Spencer Rattler. Get out of here. Spencer Rattler is the third best quarterback in college football. You know, the guy who was at Oklahoma last year who was benched because he was terrible and transferred out, and now he's at South Carolina. That is the third best quarterback in college football. By the way, C.J. Stroud, fourth. Mm-hmm. Sure he is. Okay. You know what? I hope over at the Woody they have, and I'm sure they already have, they probably have a plaque made of this, and they have handed it to C.J. Stroud and said, just wanted to see this champ. Just take a look at that. They should. And look, maybe you're saying to yourself. Just remind, just give him, give him all the money. Not that he needs any motivation, right? No. He should already know that it's it's right there in front of him. But yeah, you still got doubters. You still got haters. And C.J. Stroud can go prove them all wrong again this year. And I hope he does. Maybe you're saying these people are pro football focused. They're in the click business. But that's the antithesis of what they say they are. Oh, right. They are rational. They are not emotional. They are looking at numbers and making a decision only based on facts. There's no way you can do that and then tell me that Spencer Rattler is the third best quarterback in college football. You are the Skip Bayless of the college football world right now. Well, like we've talked about before, I mean, we delude ourselves into thinking, well, I used a bunch of numbers and formulas, so they can't be wrong. Numbers don't lie. I just plugged in some numbers. Oh, all right, fine. But like, if if you came up with a system of numbers in a performance industry where someone who has clearly not been as good in any measurable capacity compared to someone else comes out ahead, 
Wouldn't that give you an indication that the inputs you are selecting aren't as good as you thought? I was going to say, you go back to the drawing board on the formula is what you do. Right. I mean, to put that in much simpler terms, if you have a system when you take two eggs from this basket and you put them in another basket with two more eggs and then your formula says that equals 7.3 eggs, then your system's dumb. You may think my system's very intelligent. It's got a lot of things. It's very hard to comp compute all this fine it's wrong if you take two plus two and get 7.3 okay and i know it's subjective cj stroud may not end up being as good as spencer rattler or caleb williams in the pros i have no idea we don't know what this any is, of this, this is going to be about the pros no That's this, not is, what this is i know it's saying this is pro football focus college no i know but it's saying top 10 quarterbacks in college and then they're using a bunch of metrics to say like actually you think cj stroud's good but you're looking at his numbers because okay. right. you're dumb i'm looking at spencer rattler's potential numbers and he's better and it's like all right fine and they give you some stupid stat that's like again because this is how the analytics work typically well you know when if if spencer rattler had, had a better offensive line then he would actually have 5,000 more yards than C.J. Stroud. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so adjusted passing yards is this. And it's all, to me, that's a lot of BS. Like, at some point, you either can show it on film or you can't. And C.J. Stroud has shown it on film time and time again. A special Blue Jackets have signed the best guy on the market edition of Jeff Rimmer. Coming right. up next. Yeah. Are we doing name dropping? We can play the no, open? No, no. No, it's just it's plain just old Jeff Rimmer. It's just Rimmer. He's just naked as a jaybird. That's right. Not dressed up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on East Broad Street at 4th Street. Still working to get this one clear. Please be cautious over here. We'll also find some slowdowns on Route 315 southbound between Lane Avenue and I-70. Starbuck Report is sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone fixed finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. On the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Blue Jackets are the news of the hockey world. Johnny Goudreau... Signs a deal, seven years, $68.25 million. We said to ourselves, who is the smartest hockey guy that we could get on? We called that guy. He didn't call us back. So That's instead, right. we called Jeff Rimmer. He joins us now. The television uh, the voice best. of your Blue Jackets. Hello, Rims. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I've been listening to the show since 3 o'clock. Excellent radio today. Not that the other days uh, are any less excellent it just this one's got that right idea and that is talking blue jackets hockey on a memorable i mean memorable day last night with the official word and i'm going to give you guys the story behind the story all right on how this came about all right you guys are right on the money today but let me tell you 
that the day before free agency, and I talked about this yesterday, we did a free agency frenzy show, Jody and I and, uh, and Bob McGilligan and Jean, uh, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, and I started the show with this story, and I will repeat it. Short and sweet, 4 o'clock, the day before free agency, I got a phone call from a hockey person, not an insider, uh, not uh, a media guy, but a hockey person who I believe was acting as an intermediary. And his question to me was, would the Columbus Blue Jackets be interested in Johnny Goodrow? And I said immediately, I can't speak for the team, but I certainly believe that Jarmo Kekalainen and John Davidson, president of hockey operations, would be more than interested. But I will tell you flat out that they will not get involved in a bidding war in an effort for him to go somewhere else. And there are other teams that obviously are interested in his services. Now, bear in mind, this is before he officially told the Calgary Flames that he was not going to re-sign. Before you continue with your story, and I'm very interested in it, but I just want to let you know that I am downright terrified that you were acting as the point person for this. (laughs) And I'm so shocked that it got done. No, I, I don't want to take any credit. I've got nothing to do with it, okay? I'm just telling you how I was approached and asked if there was interest in Johnny Goodrow. And it backs up a lot of what Johnny said at the press conference today. He wanted to come to Columbus right from the get-go. He and his family, his pregnant wife, circled the Columbus Blue Jackets and hoped that the Blue Jackets had the mutual interest. So all this gobbledygook from sour Canadian media and fans, particularly in Calgary, I mean, they can all take a hike. Johnny Goodrow had, and, and listen, he lived up to his contract with the Calgary Flames. He was unrestricted free agent. He could go where he wanted to go. He had that ability. He played in Calgary, was a great player there, was involved in the community, but he wanted to be closer, I repeat, closer to his family in New Jersey. Now, there was interest from the Philadelphia Flyers. There was great interest there, but they could not unload the $7 million contract of James Van Riemsdyk and give up a first-round pick, which they were not going to do, to deal him to Phoenix in order to sign Goodrill. The New Jersey Devils were there. Reportedly, they offered more money for his services. But again, I go back to Johnny Goodrill. He wanted to come to an area that he felt was the right place to raise his family. You guys have been discussing all day. We have pictures of Cam Atkinson that are out there. He has spoke glowingly. Aaron Portsline in a story today in the uh, Athletic talked about Dalton Prout. Johnny Goodrill pointing out Dalton Prout told him things about uh, Columbus. He's heard it from Zach Wierenski, played with Zach Wierenski in the World Championships for Team USA. So this was Johnny Goodrow and his family and his agent that zeroed in on the Columbus Blue Jackets before they even told the Calgary Flames he was going free agent. And that goes without fear of contradiction because I did ask John Davidson today, president of hockey operations, if there was some accuracy to this whole thing. And uh, he went out of his way to uh, say yes. Absolutely. Doesn't know exactly what happened and transpired at 12 noon yesterday, 
but this story definitely has legs. Television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, Jeff Rimmer joining us here on The Fan. So, Rims, we have tried our best, and we have, you know, a pretty good base of hockey understanding on this show, but it pales in comparison to yours. You have been around this game as long as anyone that I've ever known. So, Rims, do us the favor for someone who is, like, coming to the awareness of Johnny Goudreau today and saying, wow, Johnny Hockey. Why is why is he have Johnny Hockey's name? Like, is this guy really that good? Put this in perspective for people who have not been around the game as long as you. Like, where where does this type of player rank for you? Just in terms of what he means to Columbus, but also in the grander you know thought of the game here. Like, this is a generational type player. You don't see this type of player so every every so often. No, uh, and, and and talking to uh, some hockey people, and obviously talking to uh, Blue Jacket personnel. We use the word superstar too often, overused in describing hockey players, but this one is just. Johnny Hockey, number one, is a rink rat. What's a rink rat? A guy that loves to be around the rink. Before practice, all day long, as a kid, obviously, loves to be around the game. And his record in Calgary speaks for itself. He finished second to Connor McDavid last season in points. He is a player, and again, here I go uh, talking about uh, other hockey people, but Daryl Sutter, we were in Calgary last year, and uh, Daryl and I go back to my junior days while I was going to college and and covering junior hockey, and Daryl Sutter and the Sutter family were uh, a big part of uh, Alberta hockey. John Davidson, Danny Gare, certainly right there among them. But Daryl Sutter told me that day when we were in Calgary this season, not really discussing his future or free agency or whatever, he said, Johnny Goodrow has become a 200-foot player. What does that mean? That means a guy that plays in both ends of the ice. He sees the ice well. He plays, look at his record over the seasons. He plays every game, plays every game, played the entire 82-game season. He's a guy that doesn't miss any games. And he's a guy that has tremendous vision on the ice. He's arguably the best left winger. He's the best left winger in the National Hockey League. The Blue Jackets have picked up a player, and and talking today with with several hockey people, he may be better than Artemi Panarin in distributing the puck and shooting the puck. 40-plus goals. uh, You look at the 115 points. The Blue Jackets have the greatest player ever that's going to put that uniform on the first day of uh, training camp, and I can't wait. All right, you've pretty much interviewed yourself during this segment. I rarely do and this. I have a lot more to say. I know. Can Can you hold on, and we'll talk to you in the next segment? Oh, absolutely. Of For course. you guys, I've got all the time in the world. I know you do. All right, Rimmer, hold on. <laughs> that was the sound of Rimmer's pants exploding off his body. Seriously, you stay around for. I segment. said hello to him. He then started to tell his story. <laughs> you asked him one question. And now, nine minutes later, here we are. <laughs> I, so, I like this, but this is what we wanted. All right, so you know, we hold on, because I want to talk about Line A's contract and other moves they have to make. We'll do that coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on East Broad Street at 4th Street. This accident does involve injuries. It is in the clearing stages, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You'll also find some stopping good delays on I-70 eastbound between Central Avenue and Route 315. Plan about a 15-minute slowdown. Traffic report is sponsored by Vision Zero. Hey, Columbus, speed matters. Nearly half of all crash-related deaths on Columbus streets involve walkers, motorcyclists, or bicyclists. When you follow the speed limits, you save lives. Drive safe, walk safe, bike safe on Columbus streets. Learn more at columbus.gov slash vision zero. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. All right, Rimmer's back on the phone. Jeff Rimmer, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. Johnny Goudreau signs with the Jackets. Seven-year deal, $68 million. So now, Rims, we have contract issues that we have to work out. Patrick Laine still needs to get done. They need to move some other guys around to get under the cap. What do you think the timetable is, first of all, for the Line A deal, and then when we may see somebody else leave? Well, let me first, uh, before I talk about Line A, just uh, give you the indication. You talked earlier and throughout uh, today's show, Man and Bone, and talking just the impact that it's had on the hockey world, not only in Columbus, not only in the U.S., not only in Canada. Guess what? I got a uh, text message from Michael Bublé. I just want to be sure. I just want to be clear that you're just ignoring my question completely, right? (laughs) No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I I intend to answer it. Michael Bublé and all the text said was, and I quote, Johnny Hockey, Columbus, Ohio, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Of course, he's excited and, and, and should be. Because it's great for Columbus, but it's great for his team, the Vancouver Canucks, because he's out of their division. Now, moving on <laughs> from Buble to Patrick Line. All right. Wow. That was smooth. That was good, Rims. Good transition. Yeah, Line uh, is very excited. Yarmo Kekalainen uh, indicated today he's already talked to Line and he is thrilled about the acquisition and can't wait to play with arguably one of the best playmakers. Uh, the National Hockey League has presently and, and, and maybe forever. So uh, I think that timeline-wise, I think we should be a little bit closer to getting him under contract. And then uh, Yarmo and uh, John Davidson and the Blue Jackets front office will have to roll up their sleeves and uh, determine what they want to do next in an effort to be uh, salary cap compliant. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where we go next with these questions, Rims, is, I mean, 
as much as it would be nice to keep this entire team intact, and they scored a ton of goals last year. Like Scoring is not necessarily a problem for this team in the regular season at the stakes they were playing last year. But if you want to score in the playoffs, you need a guy like Johnny Goudreau. That has to necessarily mean that some of the scoring burden that was lifted last year by some of the guys on this team, that probably has to go out the door, right? I mean, I, I assume they're not looking at trading away a bunch of defensemen to make this work. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're looking at guys who have some scoring capability who would be valuable to other teams but also come with a little bit of a price tag, right? Well, it's a situation, and, and look at Tampa, okay? Two times defending Stanley Cup champions. They lose out to Colorado uh, this spring and summer because it just ended a couple of weeks ago, and they had to lose one of their premier players, Andre Palat. He signs a contract uh, and is out in New Jersey now. Interestingly enough, after they didn't get Johnny Goodrow, the Devils signed Palat five years, better than $6 million a season. So it's those players that, and, and I don't want to name names here, but it's those type of players with you know, a considerable contract that have to be moved out to accommodate others. And it was a situation to get players under contract in, uh, in Tampa that they had to allow a guy like Palat to go to free agency. Television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, Jeff Rimmer, joining us here on The Fan. I'm not even going to ask you a question because you're going to answer your own question. So what do you want to talk about? What else do you want to say? I have a, okay, I have a couple of things to say. Number one, this is July. It's uh, a time when I think hockey is, let's be honest, aside from maybe a couple of days at free agency, further from everybody's mind, but the excitement generated by this signing. The Blue Jackets last night sold double-digit tickets, season tickets, for the coming year. Today, another incredible year. People that were sitting on their fence, or another incredible day. It's going to be an incredible year. What is double? I know you meant something what different. What is double digit tickets? Ten tickets? That's great. You meant something different. I mean, come on, guys. They it's sold ten season tickets and we're throwing a parade. Yeah, don't don't poo poo what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> it's the evening. Today is a full day. Oh, I see. I all right. So we can get to today. triple digits today. I got you. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. And and is that not significant at this time of the year? Think about it. I guess the other thing I want to say, and you guys talked about it, and, and Mike, you're 100% right. Of course I am. Uh, there is that narrative. There is that narrative that, uh, you know, Columbus is not a destination. Players want to get out. We've been through it all with Panarin. He wanted to go play in New York or Florida. Bobrovsky was a different story. Wasn't happy that he wasn't the highest paid goaltender and made his decision. He wanted out. All right. This is a situation where I think the Blue Jackets can finally shut the door. And I notice today, certainly mostly in Canada, it's not a situation here in Columbus. I don't think that we feel that we're second-class citizens in Columbus when it comes to hockey. We have a great hockey market here. The fans are terrific. And Johnny Hockey talked about it today. Johnny Goodrow talked about how exciting it was in the building when he came in here. He came in here as a visiting player. He's going to have to get used to the cannon, he jokingly says, but guess what? 
he'd be more than happy to fire, have that cannon fired off when he scores a goal or sets up a big blue jacket goal in regulation or overtime. So let's put the narrative away that Columbus is, is not a hockey market and Columbus is not a destination. And oddly enough, talking to John Davidson a couple of weeks ago, it was his impression talking to players and agents that Columbus was a destination. The Blue Jackets are a destination. And I think we can shut the door on that narrative and look forward because you're going to find out that players are going to want to come to Columbus and be a part of this organization. And it, whether Johnny Goodrow is talking about Cam Atkinson or talking about former Blue Jacket Dalton Prout or talking about Zach Morinsky or others, he has heard nothing but outstanding things about this city, about the organization, and about playing in Columbus. Rims, thank you for popping on, my friend. We'll talk to you down the road. I look forward to it. Jeff Rimmer, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. Easiest interview we've ever done. Two segments long. Loved it. I think we asked three questions. And by the way, I get what he's saying, that they sold a lot of season tickets just last night. In the hours that that broke. And then today, I'm sure they sold a lot more. But yeah, they're going to sell a lot of season tickets. You're going to have a lot of people excited about this team. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on East Broad Street at 4th Street. Still working to get this one clear. This crash does involve injuries. Please be careful over here. You'll also find some delays on Route 315 southbound between Lane Avenue and I-70. Traffic is still slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If your business is feeling a summer hiring wave, then you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show Also, fat This is Common Man and T-Bone Hello Happy Thursday, Would You Rather Is coming up at 534 Send in your Would You Rather tweets at manandbone971 Also at 520 the Queen will be checking in. Oh. First day of the British Open, so she'll keep you up to date on all of the action. Uh, what else? You know what I saw today before we get to the rundown? What did you see? November 15th. They've narrowed it down to this day. I don't know how they figured this out, but they have. People tell me, me, everyone, that November 15th is the date that we will cross 8 billion people oh, really? as population of Earth. Interesting. 8 billion people. They're probably using birth rates and death rates to figure that out, I'd guess, right? I, I guess. Uh, also, the Flyers are in town that night, so say hi to Torts for me. Well, <laughs> I think I said this when you were out. When the schedule came out, I said, uh, I don't plan on being there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to sit through the two-hour movie they're going to put out for him. Well, actually, so. you may want to go 
on November 15th because they're here twice in like seven days or five that's days. That's right. I forgot. And so that's their second trip in. Oh, okay. Then that one I'd be okay to go to. So I just don't want to go whenever they're going to do the tribute video because I'd rather just watch a hockey game as opposed to watching a guy stand on the sidelines yeah, I mean, and be they'll, lionized. They'll do the tribute video the first game in. But second game in. Oh, yeah. Well, another tribute. That'll be part two. Part two? Episode five. I see. <laughs> part two. <laughs> that'll, so five. that'll be is the Jar Jar Binks going to be the in Tortor- that one? The Tortorella Strikes Back is what that'll be. I can't wait for that one. John Tortorella comes out. In the same outfit Natalie Portman wore. Oh, yeah. Showing off his midriff. Well, in the first one, that was Phantom Menace was episode one. What was episode two? Uh, Why are you asking me? Was that Attack of the Clones, Teddy? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Okay. There's Attack of the Clones, and then there was, uh, uh, who cares? Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. That's right. <laughs> no, remember that's the, remember right. the Titans. With Yes, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yep. Denzel the clone, Washington. The Clone Wars. or yeah, Denzel Washington was in it. He was trying to help Jar Jar Binks play football. I remember. It was very good. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Does, does Jar Jar Binks, him too, does Jar Jar Binks come back at all in any capacity anymore? Um, not I mean, they got I a million recall. different shows and other movies that pop I up. I want to say he does, he, does he get it in one of the movies? Does he get it in the third one? I can't remember if he, I don't think they show him. He was in a like a parade they showed him. Oh, One of the okay. Parades, so right? all right. Well, here's what I remember with Jar Jar Binks. This is this is true. There has long been a theory in Star Wars fandom lore, and I don't know how accurate it is or if George Lucas ever confirmed this, but it is believed that Jar Jar Binks was what they call a drunken Jedi master. Like if you've ever seen, there was a there was a series of martial arts films about like drunken you know martial art master guy where. They look very clumsy, but what they're actually doing is super high-tech martial arts, and it throws people off, and it's part of their fighting style. We're just not sophisticated to understand it. Right, and there's like they've, they've done movies in that style in martial art films. So the thought was that George Lucas wanted to have a character like that who looked like a klutz, but was really a super secret like Jedi master. I see. And he was going to be revealed, apparently, in the second one as being like... Whoa, watch out. He's got a lightsaber. What's going on? And then he would become like, yes, he's the guy. You got to, this guy is amazing. And then he realized, oh, that's going to suck. Everyone hates this character. So then they just kind of turned him into nothing and moved on from it because he didn't think everyone would hate Jar Jar Binks as much as they did. Now, I don't know if that's ever been verified, but that is the theory. All right, rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Jackets pull off one of the biggest free agent surprises ever. Certainly the biggest one in team history. Johnny Goudreau signs a seven-year, $68.25 million deal. AAV is $9.75 million. He left money on the table in Calgary. Oh, that's one of the best parts of this whole story. Yes, it is. As much as getting Johnny Goudreau in the building is the biggest and best part uh, of this story. We talked about it yesterday that, you know, the Blue Jackets extended an offer, but the report was they, they overpaid and it was $12.5 million a year and nobody took it seriously. Even if Johnny Goudreau at $12.5 million said, uh, all right, Columbus, let's give this a go. You gave me the most amount of money and I'm going to come here and I'm going to play hockey. I would have been thrilled. I didn't think it was possible at 12 and a half. I certainly didn't think it was possible at 9.75 million on an AAV. Now, that's not a cheap contract, but this guy is one of the best players in the National Hockey League. 
from the new year on, January 1st on, no one in hockey tallied more points than Johnny Hockey. No one. Not Connor McDavid, not Austin Matthews, nobody. And this guy, what is he, 28? I think so, 28 or 29. 28 years old, has decided to sign a seven-year deal to play hockey in Columbus. I love it from a fan perspective. I also love it because the entire elitist Toronto hockey world is confused and pissed off today, and that makes me happy. Right. Now, let's be realistic about how these contracts typically go. Because I'm... We have spent the majority of this show talking about how excited I am about this, how excited you are about this. All of this is, is it's all good. Let's remember why it's good and how it's good. This is not something where I don't think you would anticipate. I certainly wouldn't anticipate. I don't think the Jackets are anticipating. Seven years from now, we're going to be looking at Johnny Hockey at that point in his career and saying, yep, he's still the centerpiece of everything we're doing. Probably not, right? The time for that is now. The time is not, you know, Five years, six years, seven well, years down yeah, the road. The time for that's the next four years. That's what is I mean. What that is. This is an immediate, in the near future timeline where you're saying we want. I've, I've. How many years have we talked about this? You don't go from not making the playoffs to just instantly becoming a Stanley Cup team, a Stanley Cup champion, let alone a Stanley Cup participant. Right? Like you usually don't get to the finals in that time frame. But what you can do is more quickly add talent than the Jackets have over their history, you can go from being not a playoff team to a playoff team to in that first playoff run now with guys who have been there, plenty of them on this team that have been there, done that, you can go and expect to win some playoff series immediately if you make the right moves. Not enough probably to go win a conference final, but you can be a playoff team this year. Next year, we would hope you're going to be conference final level and fighting to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. By years three and four, yeah, my expectations by that point, assuming that everything goes as planned, your prospects keep becoming better, your young talent emerges and grows and continues, and you make the right deals when you need to to add to the roster, then I don't think it's unreasonable for us to hope that in two or three years this team is competing for Stanley Cups. And I I mean, I know they would say, we want to compete right now, that's fine. They that's, should want to be that way. But they should say. But realistically, it is not like Jackets fans need to be sitting here going, well, in two years, if they're not in the playoffs, hey, man, it takes a while to build. No, stop with that. It takes a while to build a winner when you don't land Johnny Goudreau in free agency. You just landed the one of the best wingers in the NHL in free agency. That changes your timeline. There should be a playoff team this year. Yep. You're right. It changes the timeline. Yar- Yarmo said as much today. He said there's no reason why we can't be a playoff team. He also didn't use the word rebuild. He used the word reset. Fine. You've you've hit that reset button. You did it last year. You wound up with a player that you didn't think you were going to get. There was no grand plan here. This was He chose you. You didn't choose him. I mean, you did, but a lot of teams did. A lot of teams were in the running for the services of one of the best point getters in the National Hockey League. He chose you. And so now you move on from that standpoint, and we're a new hockey team today. We're a hockey team with expectations today. No more do I want to hear, well, we didn't make the playoffs, but we exceeded expectations last year. BS. Now you know what you have to do. Yeah, You have to make the playoffs this year, and then to your point, every single year thereafter, you build off of that success. Right, and I and I want to add this too. We, I think we've already crossed this a while ago, that Yarmo Kekalainen and John Davidson, I think that pairing is important too. But the two of them together... 
they are certainly as good of a combo as we've ever had in Columbus. They are the best that we have ever had in the front office in Columbus. All right? I, I agree. It's That's not necessarily a, a right. really deep field. That's exactly my point. So they deserve all the credit for getting the Jackets to this point. To a point where they can land a guy like Johnny Goudreau, who clearly wanted to be here, clearly had some friends who have played in the league who who also played here, who said, yeah, that's a great place. You need to go there. You can win there. Now, as much as give them that credit that they are the best, they're the best we've had as a front office pairing, all that stuff. Now, I want them to be one of the best pairings in the front office in the NHL. I want everyone else around the league to say, wow, that is incredible what their front office is doing i want brad larson to be one of the best coaches in all of the nhl i i hope this team continues to progress what i don't like and what i do not want to hear from jackets fans let's say they get to the playoffs barely this year and squeak in as an eight seed and then get destroyed by someone i don't want to hear from jackets fans Hey, man, don't criticize anything ever. Look, we were lucky to even be here. Like, I'm saying let's acknowledge everybody's good work that they've done, and now let's have higher expectations to continue to build, right? You don't get to just get to this point and do this great thing, and then if a year or two from now none of it pans out, you're missing the playoffs left and right, That that's not going to be okay. Hopefully, as this grows, the players grow, the team's chemistry grows, the coaching staff grows, and hopefully the front office grows into not just being good at building playoff rosters, but building playoff winners and conference champions and eventually, I hope, Stanley Cup champions. I never bought into the narrative that there was something wrong with this city, and that's why we couldn't get high-profile guys to come here or stay here. I thought there were problems in the organization, targeting the wrong type of guys, all that. That's fair. But I don't think there's a problem with the city. What I think this does, though, a move like this for all the outsiders who don't live here and don't understand what it's like, it puts the rub on Columbus now. Johnny Goudreau making this choice is going to get a lot of other people saying, huh, there must be something. Yeah, Must be something there. I remember when I was 20 years old, I was nothing. You know, I'm not a tall guy. I'm a short guy. I mean, it wasn't a fat slob like I am now. I was a thinner, better looking guy. But this girl decided she wanted to go out with me. A 10. By anybody's standards. A 10. Like, you open up a magazine, this girl looked like that. Okay. And she went out with me. And it was weird. I didn't go out with her for that long. But after that, like, other hot girls saw me with that girl and said, well, there must be something about this guy. I'll go out with him, too. Sure. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I yes, was, but I was woefully suddenly, disappointing. But there was a someone vouched for you right. in the hot girl one club. Girl, yeah. One girl vouched for me, and I had like the hot girl stink on me then, where other girls said, well, there's it's got to be something with this guy. Like, boy. That's hot girl stink? That's a band name. That's a good, that's that's a good band name. Hot girl stink. Yep. Hey, next year, will none of our boxes sell this year? <laughs> we'll sell. We'll sell a hot girl stink box next year. Blue Jackets have hot girls stink on them. That's what I'm trying to say. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Speaking of a hot girl, Leanne is up next. Plus, the Queen will join us for a British Open update. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Thank you, gentlemen. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from East Broad Street at 4th Street. All lanes have reopened in that area. And an accident has cleared from 270 Eastbound after US 23 North Side, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Driving report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Your resident hot girl, I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Thursday. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. We unveiled our thing on Monday. I will reiterate what we have going on. On Tuesday of next week, It'll go up for sale. If you go to 971thefan.com slash tour, you will see it now. We have a delicious red t-shirt that we're selling you. Mm-hmm. A Man and Bone World Tour t-shirt. Are we going out on tour? No. No. But we're pretending that we are. We're pretending we're an 80s metal band and we're going out on tour. You can buy one of those wonderful shirts for 30 bucks. I hope you do. I love the shirt. There's nothing I like better than being out in public and seeing one of you idiots wearing our shirt. It really does make my day. Because yeah, all, all I hear from my wife is how stupid I am and nobody <laughs> cares about me. No, you know, it is it is something that in this shirt, not that we haven't enjoyed other shirts we've made, we have. We had, you know, some input on the design. This one, this was one of the first times we've ever been told, or we just decided, I guess. We decided kind of we're going to do it. the whole thing. Right. We <laughs> we can pull back the curtain and say, basically told the place here, uh, either you guys make these or we'll make them. We will we will put the money up to make yeah, the shirts. We'll, we'll pay we, for it on our own yeah, and sell, and them, sell on them on our own. own and keep all the money on our own, too. But, this is something that we wanted to do. But we really believed in this concept and this idea of like a, a rock band shirt because we both like music. We both like rock music. So we want to do something like that. So we got to have that input of... We picked the designer that we wanted. We talked with Chris Blaine, who designed our shirts and had multiple meetings, art design stuff that we got to see. And that was a really fun process. So we enjoyed all that. So hopefully you'll enjoy what we all came up with and what Chris came up with, because I it's truly one of my favorite things that's ever happened at this radio station. So I hope you enjoy it, not to put too much on it. But yeah, like you said, 971thefan.com slash man and bone world tour next tuesday this coming tuesday yes a few days from now that's what we're saying the red shirt is only going to be on sale for three days and then it's done it's never coming back we're never making it again we're never making it again i don't care if we sell five or five million we are never making them again done the other thing that we're selling you and i know this isn't for everybody that's why there's only 75 of them is a limited edition box comes in a wonderful box that also has the man and bone world tour logo branded on it yeah special t-shirt that is black and has a full color logo on it the back will have fictional tour dates 
with our fictional supporting bands that we've made up. So a limited edition shirt, guitar pick with the logo on it, beer glass with the logo on it, VIP lanyard with the logo on it, and a special invitation that gets you to a meet and greet with me and Bone. It is private. It is not open to the public. It is just for you. There is no plus one. If you one of your buddies wants to come with you, they have to buy a box too. There's 75 of these things, which means there's going to be 75 people at this meet and greet. Uh, it is a private meet and greet. We're not going to be on stage with a microphone. You just come up to us and you talk to us. You can ask us any question you want. We will answer questions that we're not able to answer on the air. If you want, if you ask the right questions, I'll give you an answer. Yeah. All right. We can sign anything you want. We'll talk to you. We'll take pictures with you. You are paying to hang out with us. We will make it worth your while. I promise. Well, and and again, we we've done appearances over the years, but usually at those appearances, we're kind of pulled in nine different directions. It's a sponsorship thing. There's a whole bunch of other things that go with it, and we like doing those appearances too. Or at least I do. I know you don't go anywhere, but. For this, we are like excited that this is carved out time. There's no sponsor attached to it. There's no nothing that we have to fulfill. Our only thing we have to do is hang out with you. And that's what we want to do. And we are excited to get to talk about the show or whatever else you want to know about or or find out what's going on with you. Like, that's cool. But we are looking forward to this event. It is at a place where you can have a beverage. We'll leave it at that. And there's going to be a special gift for you, too, that we can't tell you about, but you'll get it at the meet and greet. Yes. Independent so, of what's in the box. Yeah, it's going to be a fun thing. If you can do it, I know, like you said, it's not for everybody, but if you can do that, we look forward to hopefully getting to see you there at that event. If you can't do that, we understand too. If you want to get the red t-shirt, that is going to be, I think, a really cool item too. I really like that shirt. That is $30. That'll be, again, Tuesday, 3 p.m. That's when this all goes on sale. A lot of people always ask us, how can we support the show? It's doing stuff like this. You know, buy the red T-shirt if $200 isn't up your alley. And I understand if it's not. But you supporting us means everything to us. And you know me, I don't leave the house. Right. So it's got to be something special for me to leave the house and come out and talk to you jabrones. Well, and, right. and, and again, last thing I'll say. If this goes well this year, maybe we get to do oh, another stop. one next year. Stop. I know you hate it. You Hot hate girl it stink. so much. Are you ready to laugh? Hot girl stink! <laughs> British Open update. And now an update from the British Open featuring the Queen live from Scotland. Oh, hello. I don't know why we have tennis sounds because this is golf. Well, it was the Wimbledon Open, but I think we left some of that in there maybe. Oh, I don't know what but happened. let me tell you something. It's been so dry and hot in England, in Scotland, if you watch some of the telly today, you'll see the dried up bush. Dry? Is it dry there? Oh, it's very dry. Usually it rains. No, it's been very dry, very bushy and dry. Mm, and I see. Anyway, let me tell you about the leaderboard. Cameron Young, the disgusting American, eight under par after the first round. Oh, wow. Yes, and then my guy, Rory McIlroy. He's my guy because he's Northern Irish. Oh, I see. If he was just regular, dirty Irish, I wouldn't be talking what? about him. But he's Northern Irish, and he's part of the union, at least for now, until they rebel and leave us. I see. So the Queen is still keeping score on everything, Of right? course I'm keeping score. It's my job to keep everything together. Is this like the world's longest game of cricket for you? Is centuries long grudges that you still maintain? Because I understand We're you like chess here, Bo, not oh, I'm checkers. Sorry. I've... 
I thought it was cricket. I have no idea. I've lost all interest in British sports for the most part, other than soccer, which you know I love. Are you going to go to a soccer match this year? Cameron Smith is five under par. He's from Australia. They used to be part of the global empire, and now they've turned against us. Hell with them. And my guy, also tied for third, he is from England. His name is Robert Dimwitty. Of course, he's from England with a name like that. What's the name of the guy who runs the, uh, or I don't know, is a big wig at St. Andrews? What was the name that we heard yesterday that we laughed about? I don't know. It wasn't Lord Kumquat. It was no, something stupid. I had an affair one time with Lord Kumquat. Oh, why? Uh, I can't remember his name, but it's something goofball like that that All we right. laughed at. You guys have weird names over uh, there. Tiger Woods is plus six. He's not going to make the cut. He's very stinky, Tiger. You know, sat out the U.S. Open to get ready for the British Open. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but it wasn't very good. Sounds like now might be the time to spill the tea on whatever happened in that car, Tiger. Maybe it's time to get to that since you got nothing else to do. Golf is not in your future because you're not any good at it anymore. Is that too harsh, Queen? Was I was I overstepping? I'm sorry, I was just thinking about the dry bush that we have in Scotland. Well, <laughs> Bring the dry bush some tea. Just maybe spray the garden hose on the dry bush. Perk it up. Some tea. Thank what you. is with the tennis noises? No, they're just in there because it's still the Wimbledon Open, technically. But go ahead. Anything else you want to add in? No, I'm done. Okay. See did you, you tomorrow. Did you see Timmy Hall out there at all? Oh, the man with the bad facial hair? <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't father, probably narrow it down. His and... father was wearing white socks and sandals. <laughs> Did his uh, father happen to slam any doors while he was around you? Slamming cabinets and doors and screaming at people. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. Put me down $200 for a box for me. I'll be there. What does that even mean? I'm going to buy one of your boxes for $200. Oh, you're coming to the event. Yes, I'll be there. Oh, great. I can't wait to see you. Will you have the royal entourage with you? And by royal entourage, I mean all your creepy relatives who should probably be in jail. Is that what that's I'm what I mean? I'm going to bring Camilla with me. Well, I don't. Are you friends with Camilla? I don't even know how that works. Do you like Camilla? No. We're, we're done for the day. We're done for the day. I get sucked into the narrative. On, we're, 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 out of, we're out of time. And, God. She'll be back do tomorrow. They do this at Groundlings where they're just like, oh, and you are a penguin. No, no, no. We're done now. We're just quitting. That's over. We don't have... You know what? Leanna's not ready to kick my ass at Groundlings if I don't stay on time. Fair enough. It's fine. She's got stuff to do. Well, we have stuff to do, too. Would you rather is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Thank you. You'll find some debris blocking the right lane of 270 westbound on I-71 north side. It is still causing some backups in that area. Please be cautious. Watch out for cars as they swerve to avoid that debris. This traffic report is sponsored by RemkeCareers.com. Remke is hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-up bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RemkeCareers.com or stop by the career fair at Remke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Only an array with banned traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. Pecan pennies and the Walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge, to receive an employee discount. Bone, are you ready? I am ready. Uh, Swing Pin says, my guys. Would you rather live your entire life with a moderately bad foot cramp or have to go skydiving on the first day of each month? Foot mm. cramp. I'm not skydiving. Yeah, I feel like if I had to do it every month, my chance. Like one time I'd be cool to try. Every month, I feel like my my risk would go up of not making it. So, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, Toxic B, for Common Man, would you rather feature on a song with Lars or Bjork? And what exactly would you bring to the table? Hashtag GTH. Mm. I mean, I don't hate Lars like T-Bone hates Lars. Well, but you can you can totally acknowledge that he sucks, correct? I can, but he Bjork, does Bjork terrifies me. That's fair. She's going to suck out what's whatever soul I have and eat it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bring anything to the table, you but I would sing? still feature with Lars. I mean, you wouldn't I could sing? sing. You could sing with the... Yeah. I mean, you'd be a better singer than he yeah. is a drummer, so that'd be good. Uh, Urban's Lil Meyer says, my guys. Nice! Would you rather, any time you go to the bathroom, you announce it to everyone nearby and ask if anyone would like to double-dude poop luge? You <laughs> must use a public bathroom weekly and accept it if they say yes. <laughs> Or milk chops his udders on a weekly basis, what? and that's your only source of what is, milk. What is happening? <laughs> Did they talk about doing that? If, if chops really has milk coming out of there, I will milk his udders. I don't think I. I will. I guess you'd. I'd rather have a. I'd have to do something with a friend of mine as opposed to just rando strangers all the time. But still, that'd be so weird for our working relationship. Uh, Mitch says, my guys, nice. Would you rather every time you went to sit down at a restaurant, the server sang happy birthday to you or never have anyone celebrate or acknowledge your birthday ever again? Oh, that's fine with me. You would take that. I hate birthdays. I don't, I I don't want attention. I don't want presents. I don't want the acknowledgement that I'm one year closer to death. I don't want any of that. And yet you welcome the sweet relief of death. It's a bizarre I'm a, I'm a complicated person, T-Bone. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I actually celebrate my birthday. That's fine. I don't want to have it be completely ignored ever. I guess I'd like to know that someone cared. I'd take that. Zola the Polo says, my guys. I want me some glory, ho. Would you rather wear the same pair of underwear for two months or not consume any salt for two weeks? I should probably not consume as much salt. So I, I, I like that. my food salty. I'm well, a very I do salty too, but it's, it's two, two months in the same yeah. stain. That's not really a problem for me. It's a problem for all of you. Yeah. I may keep the underwear uh, on. Sure. I'll tell you. I need my salt. 
I don't need. I don't want the salt. I mean, I love salt, but that's why I probably need to let it go. Uh, Mickey says, "My guys, that's kind of the way the pickle sported this year." Would you rather a constitutional ban on football being played on astroturf, mm. or a ban on crunchy peanut butter? Look, as much as I I hate crunchy peanut butter, I, I make the choice yeah. not to consume it. But it should football, be there for others. Football being played on artificial turf affects all of us negatively. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going with. And if you're not smart enough to realize how much it affects you, then I'd be glad to have a law in place that says we need to have it on real grass. So I agree. Uh, Eric says, my guys. Jack and Dick. Would you rather attend a fan's wedding or a fan's funeral? P.S. You're invited to my funeral slash wedding this September. Oh. <laughs> I like how it's going to be one thing. I'm going to get married and was then that, die. Was that an either or? I like that the funeral was first and then the wedding. I'm going to die is, and then get married. That is a that's a that's a person right there who is into some freaky things. Um, rather, do I have to attend it or they attend mine? Which I way would, did that go? I would actually rather go to the funeral, and I'll tell you why. Okay, because it's not you know a big happy time. You're not you don't have to talk to people. You can just sort of sit by yourself in the corner silently. And no one thinks anything What's different. What's wrong with that guy? They think, oh, someone died. Of course he's right, sad. Right, but at the table, you're at the wedding, you're at the table, you got to make conversation with other people. No, I don't want to do that. I'd rather you be dead. What would be weirder for you if people acted at a wedding like they were at a funeral or the other way around? Because <laughs> I think it would be creepy as hell to go to a wedding and they're like, yeah, so the body's up front. Uh, just be aware. And you're like, what? This is a wedding. And like, yeah, I know. It's... Ugh. Close cast. I did go to a wedding once, and I won't name names. They were friends of Kristen's, where the whole vibe of the wedding was weird. And then the sister of the bride, who was the maid of honor, we're all sitting around the table there, and she comes over to say hello, the sister of the bride. And Kristen said something like, Oh, what a great day. You guys must be very happy. And the sister looked at us, and at first I thought she was kidding, but she was dead serious. And she said, I give it six months and and walked away. Whoa. Needless to say, it did not work out for them. No, I guess not. Uh, Reese says, my guys. Some early onions. I'm sorry. Reese said, my guys and Leanna. Oh, would you rather never be able to eat melted cheese on anything ever again or never be able to drink pop again? Oh, that's That's, that's, interesting. Wow. Because I drink a lot of pop. In between questions, I just cracked open a Coke Zero. And I'm taking a sip because I'm going with pop. No you're you're going to give up I'll pop? Give up, uh, no, I'll give up cheese. Give up melted cheese. I give up melted. That means I give up pizza. You can't. I you have can't. to. If, if have pizza's to. included, forget about I it. I have to give See up pizza. See you later, pop. I, I have to give up. I Oh, God. I can't, can I, I can't even use like Parmesan cheese, right? Because then that technically melts when you put that well, on. Well, no, I think you. I think we'll allow that. Okay. You can allow that. If I can have a little bit of cheese sprinkle, I'd be all right. But no melting of cheese. Oof. Tough. Meat sweat, says my guys. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Would you rather only hear sounds from the male actors while watching X-rated movies? Or would you rather have any normal movies you watch have the same acting quality of X-rated films? I don't watch that many regular movies at this point. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep the female noises in my... Porno. I mean, I watched like the first three Star Wars movies and not the original three, one episodes one, two, and three. And those basically did have the same acting quality or at least dialogue as most adult films. So, yeah, it's fine. I could get through that. 
And who says I don't have the male noises just cranked up to 11 anyway? Maybe. You never know. Uh, Juan says, my guys. Oh, yes. Common man, would you rather go back in time and be Scott Stapp? Or have Scott Stapp replace T-Bone on the show? Choose wisely. Please choose that one. I think that second one's good for everyone. <laughs> I would rather you just morph into Scott Stapp. Well, where you right. just you become him, and then you go home to your wife and Hey, honey, how was your day? Yeah. Oh, and, and she's totally shocked when you walk through the door. Do I have to be as drunk as him? Yeah. I think oh. he gave that up now. Did he? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he he kind of gave it up before. Well, I hope he did. Um, I guess I'd, yeah, I don't care. This is your question, not mine. Uh, I, I would uh, replace you with Scott Stapp. Thank you. I want to be replaced by Scott uh, Stapp. Richard says, my guys. Chubby time! Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren? Oh. I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Hashtag hose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather go in the past, I think. I Well, but see, I feel like you're going to go in the past and you're going to run into a lot. Of, now, yours may be different because you have a lot of people in the old country you get to go talk to. And they, that might be all, more interesting. They all be in the yeah. old country. Yeah. Gosh, my I mean, ancestors. I'm sure they'll disappoint me, too. I have Swedish ancestors. Maybe there's a few people up there who, like, know how to hunt and fish or something. I could learn something from them. I guess, fine. I'll go in the past. Uh, one more. David says, my Deuteroonies. I want to kiss you. This one is Scottish-themed in honor of the 150th Open Championship. There we go. Would you rather eat haggis every day for a month as your only source of protein? Or wear a kilt in cold and windy weather every day for a month? Weather is 45 degrees with 20 to 30 mile an hour winds ooh, ooh. and occasional rain. Ooh. I'll wear the kilt. I don't care. Oh, that's up your alley. Yeah, I'll I'm wear not, the kilt. You can I mean, eat the sheep stomach or whatever the hell mind, it is. I don't care necessarily about wearing the kilt. I think that could actually be quite freeing. But I'm saying the haggis, I guess I would eat because I can't do the cold. As long as I had some warmth, I'd be fine. But the, the chill, I'd wear the, I'd wear the kilt now. Like when it's 90 degrees out, I'd do that. I pick a winner. I'm gonna go with what was uh, the one that we really liked. Well, there was there was the guy who had the public poop luge question. That was no, that not, one was tough. Not that one. We had the cheese or pop one. Yeah, that one. That I one. Liked. I think that's the one that wins. Who was that? I don't know. You have the list, not me. Teddy? I'm just sitting here listening. That was Reese, I believe. Reese, Reese, yes. congratulations, Reese. Gets a fifty dollar gift card. To the walrus. I loved you in Legally Blonde. Reese Witherspoon, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. And Terminator. Kyle Reese. Oh, right. Sure. Good call. Uh, who else now? Got to keep playing well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know Reese Roper, but he's the lead singer of a band called Five Iron Frenzy that I, I like. I don't so. know Reese Roper. He's, he's good. I feel like there's other Reese's that I'm... I mean, there's Reese's the, Pieces. The guy and, with the pieces, yeah. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups. Come on, we're forgetting. There's got to be. Reese, Reese Davis. Reese Davis. Reese yes, Davis. of course, Reese Davis. Yeah. Mm. Who else is a Reese? Yep, Leanna, we're going to do you it. You know who's going to be murdered is us. I know. Leanna's going to kill us. All right, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. I will come over right now. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of I-71 northbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Spring Street. Please use caution over here. You'll also find slowdowns in Route 315 southbound between 3rd Avenue and I-70. 
Strawberry Report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on a pound of strawberries or six ounce raspberries or blackberries to $2.49 now through July 19th. Get real. Sharpening my knives. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Timmy is still in Scotland, so Tito Jeff Thidolf is filling in tonight, and T-Bone's going to read something for you. That's right. The crew battle Cincinnati for the Columbus leg of Hell is Real. You can catch Fan Sports Saturday starting at noon live from Crew Fest. Then Sunday, I will be out with Beamer for a pre-match party at Zaftig Brew Pub from 3 to 5. That is uh, Zaftig in the Italian Village, in case you're looking for it. 3 to 5 p.m., then, of course, our coverage of the game that day starts at 7.15. So, Zaftig, pregame, 3 to 5, actual game. Coverage starts 7.15. We are your home of the crew right here on the fan as they beat Kentucky FC into the ground. Well, we hope that will That's the what they're going to do. I already said it. It's going to happen. The NFL has rele- relaxed rules on alternate helmets for the upcoming season. So, the Bengals announced they're going to have a white one with black stripes. Siegfried and Roy helmet. That's very nice. I mean, they already have like the all black or the all white uniforms they wear on yeah. occasion, and they just wear wore it with the regular helmet. But now they'll have the white helmet to wear. They'll wear it at least once this year. I I, I think alternate uniforms are okay. Um, I'm not the biggest fan in the world, as you would tell by my stance on Buckeye alternate jerseys and helmets. But in the case of the NFL, for a one off every now and then. I don't have a problem with it. No, I don't either. I think you will see the white helmets be used more than once. I saw the Texans. Have you seen their helmet they put out? They're doing a red one, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know what? For for what it is, it looks fine. I'm not a Texans fan. I'm just looking at it as from an aesthetic standpoint. Like, I see the value in doing this. They, they look kind of cool. But if you're a diehard fan of a team... I do feel like, and maybe this is just me being a Browns fan, where our logo literally is the helmet. I feel like the helmet is kind of more of a centerpiece for identity than necessarily the uniforms are in football. You know what I mean? Uniforms get changed a lot more often than we see helmet designs change. The logos on the side of the helmets even change sometimes, but the helmet itself, similar colors, similar design, they're they're iconic things. So even when you mess with just the color of it, I'm not a Bengals fan. I can't speak to it. I think these look neat, but I'm, again, not invested yeah, in it the I, way they I are. I think they look neat. You know, I I know the Broncos wanted to use the old school helmet, and the NFL said no. And the Patriots wanted to use the old, you know, squatty Patriot guy. Squatty potty. And they said no, but they'll be able to do that this year. In those cases, those are retro uniforms you're bringing back. Those are uniforms that are celebrating your history. I don't have a problem with those being alternates, but just changing it to change it, I'm not usually the biggest fan in the world. With that being said, these white helmets look pretty cool. I also think that 
because the Jags have, you know, like a black helmet with the, you know, Jaguar on the side of it. You know me, I like bold colors. Do something with that, like, teal color as your helmet, like, big and bright and Maybe bold. They will. I'd love to see that. Do more of that. I think that's cool. My back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1 800 Cooling. Bone. Well, man, I don't know if you've been following this situation in baseball with Freddie Freeman where his agent, Casey Close, there are reports out there saying that, you know, this contract that ended up, he went with the Dodgers as opposed to staying with the Braves. There was a report put out there by Doug Gottlieb, of all people, who said that his agent, Casey Close, did not actually ever deliver the Braves' final contract offer to Freddie Freeman because, I guess he's insinuating, he wanted him to go somewhere else and test the market. So he withheld this contract. Then Freddie Freeman thought, well, I guess I don't get a different offer, so I'll go now, elsewhere. I, I, did, I did hear this, and I took it as Gottlieb talking out of his ass. Well, I did too. But uh, Casey Close is not taking it that way. The agent, he is now suing Doug Gottlieb and saying that this is libel. No, no, no he, that's what I meant. I put I it me- in a tweet. I don't think Gottlieb had any sources. I just think he was spitballing, trying to fill time on his radio show that nobody listens to. Right. And, you know, he threw out something that I don't think he knew anything about. And I'm not surprised he's getting sued. Well, then this is the thing that I find most shocking is Casey Close said, although we gave Mr. Gottlieb an opportunity to retract his false statement, he failed to do so. And then went on to say, this is why we have to go through with this litigation. He says he's losing tens of millions of dollars because, you know, if that's true and you're an agent. And I mean, he did get fired by Freddie Freeman. That's not in dispute. But if that was the reason why, then other ballplayers are certainly going to say, well, hold on a second. I don't know that I could trust this guy to be my agent. Right. That could be very damaging for his business. But again, I am very biased because I hate Doug Gottlieb. So I don't know where this is going to go. I hope he loses everything he has. But there is a big difference between... I don't see eye to eye with this guy. I don't like the way it went down. I wish I was still in Atlanta and my agent didn't make that happen. There's a big difference between that and I purposely withhold withheld a contract offer right. from you. That's a That's big a accusation. Big it's a big accusation by Gottlieb and he should have thought about making that accusation. Buckeye Show is coming up next. We're back tomorrow for a big Friday show. Talk to you then. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident on I-71 northbound at Spring Street. It is causing some stop-and-go delays from I-70. Please be cautious over here. And a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of 71 northbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up here as well. Please be careful. Slowdowns from Cleveland Avenue. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples says everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Crayola 24-count crayons and 4-ounce Elmer's glue are just 50 cents each. Plus, 1-inch binders are only $1.99. In-store only. Offer ends in the 16th. Limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples on the NRA with fan traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But 
we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like. You're, I I too shave like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.